chapter six, the robbery. Oh yeah. I have to say before we begin, uh, I hope you've had a fantastic 2018. It has been a wonderful 2018. I think my favorite part of 2018 was definitely the last three weeks of it. I can uh, safely say the same thing. Ha- having a full knowledge of that time, I'm very with, comfortable with that statement. With all of the uh, the Patreons we've received, with hitting our mark of over 25, and of course we're doing those uh, selected scenes, we're prepping up for them. And we actually now have the budget to fly a fan to St. Louis. I mean, to how be a part crazy of this is this? It's really, really cool. This has just escalated to a point that I never saw it going. I mean, you did. You and knew it, happened, it right off the it bat. It happened so quickly. I didn't know it would go this fast. I knew it would get there. Yeah. I didn't know it would go this fast. So a big thank you to all of our fans, not just Keith. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just the beginning of a beautiful journey together. So, so thank you very much. And without further ado, the robbery. The robbery. So, so what what do you think? Well, first, we're back at the uh we're still in Willow Grove. Still in Willow Grove. They okay. just finished the picnic. Joe found a tire. He recognized the tread as one does. Um and then uh they find they find the jalopy. They find the jalopy. They find the jalopy. Um and as they're looking around, you know, they they find the tire and they're like this could be a good place uh to hide the jalopy until you make a getaway and chet says like people coming to willow grove would have to park at the gate so nobody would come in here but this old road comes in from the main highway let's take a look fellas oh boy good night what is gonna happen good night scrutinizing search began and it opens up into a, a clearing and in the clearing stood Chet Morton's lost jalopy. My God, we finally found it. And uh, he yells, my queen, he yelled in <laughs> delight. Her own license plates. <laughs> Come, Come on, after, Chet. After the paint that you've scraped off of the other jalopy in the search, it had its license plates the whole time. Yeah. You didn't think to look for those elsewhere. <laughs> what were the license plates on the other car? Come on, Chad. My first question was, did they or did they not pull out the pen knife and do a little scrape job just to make sure it wasn't just recently painted yellow? I bet Frank did it <laughs> subtly. <laughs> that dad looks back at him. Sure. Fenton just looks back. Frank, put the knife down. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? I was going to say, Fenton would look on at Frank and be like, that's my boy. <laughs> do a little scrape just like as I, I showed taught you. you son, yeah. Always, always scrape some little Make sure flex you go off. deeper. There's many layers of paint in a car. We all know Most this. Most cars are painted for. 14 to 15 times, <laughs> different colors each time. So they find the car. Uh, he's finally got his queen. Yes. Or so he believes, just by the license plate. He hasn't checked to make sure yet. No, but uh, he's, she hasn't been damaged a bit, all ready to run. The thief just hid the old bus in here and made a getaway. Come on, fellas, climb aboard. Free ride to the highway. And I stopped here and I thought, what about the other cars? Well, not just that. Isn't it out of gas? <laughs> yeah. Because even if it wasn't before, this thing's been He's driven around quite a bit. It. And yeah. looking at the gauge, we don't know how much <laughs> gas is in it. And so maybe you shouldn't be so eager yeah, to put everyone the in your car. Screw it. They're going to get on, the, on that highway and just <laughs> kick uh, it out. So, But before they, they, roll, uh, they roll out in the jalopy, they're going to look around for some clues. And boy, do they find one. And this is this is a fantastic out of nowhere uh, 
saying here, before leaving, the Hardys examined footprints left by the thief. He wore sneakers, <laughs> Frank observed. <laughs> this guy's got sneakers. This one's a sneaker yeah, guy. I know sneakers when I see him. Listen, my brother knows treads. I know sneaker treads. <laughs> I don't know tires too good, yeah. but the shoes I know. But the shoes, I, I got the shoes down, you know? But then we've got disappointment because Fret swings open the door and looks on the floor. You mean he wore my sneakers? They're gone. Okay. He gets his car back. Gets his car back. Loses his sneakers. Loses his sneakers. Oscar's muff knows where those sneakers are. Oh, you know But it's going to cost him. It's going to cost. It's going to cost It's going to cost. Uh, and he, he carried his own shoes. How Joe do you observed. know this? Very clever. How do you clever. know he carried his shoes? And... I mean, it, it makes sense, but maybe he threw his shoes like he threw the tire. Maybe he was just like, Chet's shoes are way more boss than my shoes are. Beyond the coolness of the shoes and that and that stylistic comparison, yeah. Nowadays, I feel like it's safe to say that in general we have more choice, more variety oh, in yeah. our world than oh, ever yeah. before. In the 1950s, how unique! <laughs> yeah, I know. Were the shreds shoes. on these shoes? Yeah, and like this isn't a, a unique to the Hardy Boys. Like old detective mysteries is always like, ooh, a boot print. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's wearing boots because you're in some mountain town or something. Like, that's what people wore. There's like one cobbler in town who makes everyone's shoes, and unless he's putting a little identifying mark on the bottom of all of them, yeah. you're probably pretty safe. If you've got an average shoe size, you can probably just wear your shoes. Yeah, you're not using shoes to uh, solve any crimes. It's like here. a size 16 or something like that. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like Biff Hooper with his tremendous <laughs> with <a> gait <laughs> covering a lot of ground. He's probably got He's some got interesting custom shoes. He's got big feet with those shoes. long legs. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this guy seemed to go to a, an odd length to uh, to conceal his own custom boot print, whatever that may have been. <laughs> Uh, so they roll into town. It's their it's their intention to ride up to police headquarters and announce their success to Chief Colleague. In which Chet, surprisingly, it's Chet who wants to rub it in Smuff's face. Yeah. I, I imagine it would be the, the Hardy Boys, especially the one who was told that he's not his father, who's like, oh, guess what? I am my father. I found this vehicle. This, But yet it's Chet. There's a lot of, of cliff hubris happening oh, yeah. in, in these two paragraphs because, A— it's their intention to ride up to police headquarters and announce their success. When their success, <laughs> their success really at this point, when you think about it, they walked through the woods that Fenton Hardy told them to go to. They had chicken sandwiches. They, they woke up from a nap and the car was parked in the woods in a clearing. They have no information about the wigs. They have no information about yeah. who, who the stole stolen the tires, yeah. the, the wild driving, the, the holdup. Uh, at the toll booth, like <laughs> all these things have no answers. They just stumbled upon the car, which was abandoned. It's not like it was in a shop being worked down, on. And they yeah. busted them open, caught them red-handed. Like, yeah, their big success is oh, we found the car. Dad told us to look in the woods. Yeah, Dad told us to look in the swampy clearing. And he was here's right. a tire. We know this tread. <laughs> there's the car. We did it. We did it. But there's another mystery too of the stolen shoes. So it's like. They really lost more than they've won here. I hope book two is the stolen shoes. <laughs> I hope so, Chet's too. stolen sneakers. If Chet doesn't get these sneakers back by the end, it's going to be very upsetting. Well, what we learn here is that this whole thing with the jalopy 
you made this note before we really started reading, because uh, I was saying, like, man, we're not even halfway done with the book. And you said, well, we haven't even heard about the tower yet. Yeah. Like, the, the titular mystery, <laughs> we're nowhere near. The title near. of Nothing, the book. Yeah, to this point has been completely unaddressed. Um, but so that's coming in just a second. But sort of how we know it's coming and how little any of this jalopy business matters yeah. is that uh, as the grinning riders came down Main Street, and again, here's more of the hubris, <laughs> they noticed that no one paid any attention to them. And there seemed to be an unusual air of mystery in the town. Now, <laughs> do they not see us championing this vehicle? I, I, as I zoom out and again sort of look at the facts here, <laughs> that's akin to being like some high schoolers rode down the street and people weren't like, hey, hey yeah! high schoolers, <laughs> go boys, yeah, you found a car. Yeah, I imagine. Where are those kids sneakers? They're still celebrating though. They're driving down. You got Frank out the window. He's just like Jersey Shore kind of doing that oh, like, yeah, yeah. pump Looking fist for Cali thrust Shaw. thing. Yeah, there's Earning that girl cake. that has like the, yeah, I was going to say the cake. It's still messed up. He's like, throw me some of that cake, <laughs> babe. Some of that messed up cake. <laughs> But alas, no one cares. But no one cares. No one cares. They still gloated, though. You because, know they did. as we find out from Oscar's Muff, the Tower Mansion has been robbed. Whoa. And the, Page 50. The Page hardy- 50. <laughs> 50. <laughs> we, there's no mention of this tower. There's no precursor. We go through 50 pages. I'm sorry. We go through 49 pages of the stupid of yellow a, of car Of 180 pages. Yeah. I mean, we are in the midst of the story here, quarter of the and way now through they're this just book. like, "Oh, hey guys, there's also a tower." I mean, that's, here it that's is. Been robbed. Here's a yeah. mystery for you. Here's a here's tower's a tower. Been robbed. I don't know, but so Smuff tells them, "I've got a big mystery to solve. The tower mansion has been robbed." Good night, <laughs> the Hardys chorused. That should have been the name of this podcast. Good, good night, night. That the Hardy is a Boys good name, podcast. Actually. <laughs> So uh, so we meet – well, we don't meet yet, but uh, we hear about the Tower Mansion and its inhabitants, um, and uh, it had been built. So the Tower um, – does it have a name? Just the Tower Mansion? Is Just that what the, they call Tower it? the Tower Mansion. The Tower Mansion. The Tower was built by Major Applegate, an eccentric, <laughs> retired old army man, which I feel like is kind of a rude way to diminish someone's military – Yeah. Uh, their their accolades and stuff like that, and yeah, it's happening. So Maya is on the couch. You're talking to David, and, and <laughs> I got Brett it. just walked in here. But uh, so we meet Major Major Applegate and his sister Adelia, and they're the ones that live here. And we get oh, we, we get a better name coming up here soon. Yeah, we, we get quite a few here. But uh, Herd Applegate. That is not a name. H U R D Herd. There is nobody in Herd the history and his sister of America Adelia. named Herd. Now here we get another fantastic Franklin W. Dixon description of people. We've got a uh, Herd Applegate is sixty tall and stooped, um, and his sister Adelia was a maiden lady of uncertain years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fantastic. Uh, you cannot beat these uh, descriptions. My uh, favorite thing about Herd, though, his life seemed to be devoted now to the collection of rare stamps. <laughs> Just say that Herd is mentally unstable. <laughs> it's that easy. Don't tell us about his rare stamps. And this man has lost his stamp. mind. But so, although they, <laughs> the Herd and Adelia were re- 
uh, reputed to be enormously wealthy, although they lived simply, kept only a few <laughs> servants. <laughs> okay. They, they were, you know, in the original books, it didn't say servants. It, it said, said slaves <laughs> yeah, or Italians. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, they only had a few? Okay. They're only slightly racist. That's, Just slightly. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're crazy wealthy. They didn't have but visitors. Not so much so. But they had slaves. So Smuff won't tell him anything. Uh, and so they head home. And turns out Herd Applegate is leaving the house because Herd Applegate wants Fenton Hardy to solve this mystery. Yeah. But as we find out, Heard Applegate knows who did it, and I, and so it, it, he he comes to solicit Fenton Hardy, and then says like I don't know how much detective work we're gonna need. I already know who did it, but it goes he goes uh, uh, I don't really need a detective in this case. Don't need one at all. It's as clear as the nose on your face. I know who took the stuff. But I can't prove it. Well, it sounds like you need a detective, asshole. Yeah, you shouldn't have come to a detective's <laughs> house to say, I don't need a detective. I don't need you. I'm here. I know who did it, but I can't prove it. Okay, that means you need to figure out who proved it, sir. That's how, you know, accusing someone works. So apparently his safe was opened. Uh, the, so the Tower Mansion has two big towers on it, and it looks like a castle. It's like a big castle. Its name. Yeah. Um, and the safe in the library was opened, and the loss will be about $40,000, all in securities and jewels. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what a security is versus <laughs> cash or something. You know, but... it's security papers. Okay. It's like those important legal papers. Okay. Well, there's $40,000, which I, I did the math, and it's uh, like $400,000. Uh, that's a pretty penny. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's three hundred forty. $340,000. Still close. Yeah. Yeah, you were on a, the... A chunk of money. You were on it, yeah. That, a that's a money. lot of money. Um, now, he knows that uh, it must have been this certain person, Mr. Robinson, the groundskeeper, because only him, his sister, and Robinson knew the uh, code to the safe. But I'm thinking... How do you know someone doesn't have a ring of safe keys? Yeah. so We've already set that Fenton up with the cars. Says, so they broke into it using the combination. Yeah. It was opened either by someone who knew the set of numbers or else by a very clever thief who could detect the noise of the tumblers. Listen to that. So we've had clever car thieves who know to steal boring cars and keep scores of keys. <laughs> um, we have thieves who will steal anything and make crank phone calls from a barn. We've got a lot of... of Good. I'd like to. I'd like to meet like the collective of thieves in the Bayport area just to see like what they're working on. Because oh, I feel yeah. like it's going to be creative. They're up to something good. And and yeah. So safe keys. There's definitely a market there. But uh, yeah. So uh, so Henry Robinson's the caretaker. He's seen inside the safe. Um, but turns out Henry Robinson has a son, an unmentioned son who is also one of the Hardy Boys. Closest friends. Yeah, Slim Robinson. Perry Robinson, nicknamed Slim. Again, looking at body image. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the classic Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so they, they get in the car. They go up to the uh, to the mansion with Herd Applegate. The big fancy car takes them up. Herd says, yeah, you can bring your kids um, since they want to be detectives, even oh, though yeah. we don't need any. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it was can Robinson. Can I bring my kids? Uh, I guess. Like, I can't say no now. So, they're, uh, so they're, they're poking around, looking around the library, and uh, Mr. Hardy pulls a small magnify, a special magnifying glass from his pocket. I just thought that was a nice detail. To I add. thought it was a good, yeah, definitely uh, a good detail. Joe had a magnifying glass earlier, but it wasn't special. <laughs> no, it's just a, this is a special it's a cheap one. Cracker Jack's magnifying glass. 
Uh, and as he's looking around for fingerprints, he asked uh, her, to, Mrs. He asked Mr. Applegate to hold up his fingers up to a strong light and got a clear view of the whirls and lines on the inside of his tips. So, Studying that finger. So tread. Fenton Hardy looks at his fingertips uh, and then says, uh, "Nope, all the fingertips in this room, all the fingerprints in this room, seem to be yours." That's a quick. Yeah, <laughs> you made quick work of that, didn't you? So the thief must have worn gloves, and uh, so. He says, bring up... They're going to question uh, Mr. Robinson. And so they're like, bring up the caretaker. And here comes the caretaker, Henry Robinson, with his son for some reason. His son, Perry, the, the boy's friend. Son, yeah. Slim is, is, I guess, at work with his dad <laughs> during the crime scene. Also, it needs to be pointed out bring that... Bring your son to work today. <laughs> it just happened that, to be yeah. the, the day of the big robbery. <laughs> These fingerprints in the, in the room, uh, Fenton described them as... It's a smooth job. There's got to be a more technical term than, yeah, those fingerprints, that's a smooth job. Yeah. Right? I'm starting to suspect Fenton Hardy in this crime and everything that's been planted. And I imagine him like... Putting gloves in his pocket as he says, like, yeah. "Oh, the thief must oh, have worn gloves." Oh, it must have been a smooth job. But... Thing into his pocket, uh, and then we end with probably the lamest cliffhanger at this point. Yes, uh, albeit passionate, not really impactful. Uh, Slim, uh, they're like, "Hey, don't worry, Slim. Everything's gonna be all right." And then Slim turned to uh, the Hardys and says, "It's got to be. My dad is innocent." And not really a mic drop moment or anything. No, I don't need to read more after this. Yeah. I'm not entitled. I don't even... I can't see what the next chapter is either. This ends, you know, on the yep. right side of page two. I can't see what the next chapter is. I don't even know if I want to see what the next chapter is. I don't want to hear your dad's. I want to see Smuff just pop up and be like, I don't think so, little man. You know, I want some high tension. This is nothing. Yeah. The, this this, this, this let me down. And what a way to end the year. What a way to end the year. This is the last podcast of 2018. Look at that. We're moving on to 2020, and it is going to be a fantastic year. Uh, but I hope the next chapter is going to seem like heaven. Because the next chapter... <laughs>